Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Belair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. Today, I'm really excited to share with you an Akashic reading that I'm doing as part of the giveaway for somebody who rated and reviewed the podcast, a listener. So today we have Reagan with us. She's a 24-year-old who is on her self-growth journey. She's on earth to expand her soul by living the human experience alongside all of us and to document her journey on social media. She feels the call to help raise the collective consciousness, which she is taking action on through energy work and becoming a hypnotherapist for which she is training now. I'm so excited to do this reading, Reagan. Thank you so much for rating and reviewing the podcast and being willing to share your reading with us. Welcome. Thank you. I was so excited for this. I put down on my manifestation list whenever I submitted it. I was like, I'm going to manifest a reading with her. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to. And I just love that you had that opportunity to do the rate review. And then it came to me. I'm just so thankful for this opportunity. You did it. Manifestation is real. So exciting. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. So I gave you the preamble before we started. So we can just go right into your questions or your topics or whatever you want to go into. Awesome. I have a few written down. I guess I just want to start with what type of galactic energy do you feel that leads with my energy? I've always been very curious about that. Okay. All right. I'm going to do my tune-in process. It just takes a couple minutes. Okay, there's two that are coming through. The first one that is coming through the strongest and the loudest is Syrian. So it feels like, I I don't know, I know technically that there are three Syrian stars. I don't have it all figured out, but I think it's Sirius A. I'm not sure. It feels like the biggest one and it it has, it's some of the... I want to say it's the most advanced civilization, but only insofar as not advanced like superior or something like that, but advanced insofar as I see all these buildings. It's very like they created a lot. It has a city kind of feeling to it. So maybe like it's the most established civilization would maybe be a better way of putting it. And it's directly connected to the seeding of the Atlantean civilization, as well as the Egyptian, Aztec, like all the different pyramids. Pyramidic structures on Earth are related to Syrian beings as far as I see. And so you're carrying like a lot of that 
consciousness, a lot of those codes. That's the first one that comes through. And then let me tune into. Yeah, the second one feels very strongly lyric, very. So hard to describe, like. A high dimensional level of consciousness, a very. reaching for the right words it's like a strong consciousness a it's like what words do i use to describe this okay it's like clear high ancient advanced strong open like leadership very white and gold coloring musical social yeah, I don't know. I, it's really hard to describe it. Do you have any questions about any of it? Or I think I also forgot to tell you at the beginning, you can give me any feedback that feels true to you. Yeah, I guess I'll start with Lyran is what like me intuitively trying to connect with it. That's what has came through like for me. Yeah. So that just feels like really good to try to get that confirmation with you. Whenever I was like connecting with that, I had this like meditation of being this like cat figure, but I was like, human-esque kind of but I don't know I was like meditating I could like feel like my fur I was in the bath I could like feel it in the water and I started like purring I was like what is this but yeah that's like the energy that I had from that so it just feels really cool yeah that's awesome it feels the lyron energy it this is gonna sound so crazy probably not to anybody listening anymore but it feels crazy still to me when I'm saying it but it feels like gold and white human lion bird blend so it reminds me of the griffin in harry potter but more of a lion like less of a bird head more of a lion head than a human body i don't know with wings and fur i thought it's hard to describe but it's a very very high dimensional like to me it's a heaven to 10th dimensional consciousness fields awesome do you feel any connection to like those energies like me like portraying it into like my like purpose or this life in a way do you feel like it's is it just like a part of my energy signature for me to kind of bring that energy to this earth plane right now or can you have any like confirmation on that yeah okay Yeah. Okay. So what I feel is that you're you're on the right path with the hypnosis and it's a mutually, I don't know, I guess you could say like a mutually beneficial thing to be working with people in hypnosis sessions because you're going to learn so much and they're going to learn so much. And then at some point you'll be like, oh, huh, I think I'm done with that. It's like only sort of the beginning. What it feels like to me, like the essence of your soul and what you actually brought here is a very strong, this is where the Syrian and the Lyran blend together, a very strong skill for communication and diplomacy, being able to be really present with people and hear both sides or multiple sides that are being presented and help to mediate the situation so that everybody feels like they've come away as the winner, which is still, even that languaging is not accurate. It's old paradigm. Even the idea of like winner implies that there's a loser. It's a different magic that you have. You can basically, I feel like you're going to be involved in councils. And again, like you might be doing hypnosis for a good 10, 12 years, maybe more, maybe less. But this, what I'm describing, like this diplomacy and involvement with councils, feels like it'll probably be more around 
yeah, like earliest feels 33. Um, and probably by the time you're 40 is when it'll really be integrated. Like you'll know what your role is, but it's working alongside others and it's ultimately making decisions. So it's executing a level of, you could call it judgment, but it's like, are you in my, are you in the Patreon? No, I'm not. Okay. I was just going to make reference to a recent energy report that I did, but there's this card in the tarot it's a major arcana card and it's called judgment. And we think of judgment as being a bad thing. But that's just because we exercise wounded judgment here. But actually in the tarot, what it's talking about is an elevated vantage point, very similar to the Akashic field, where you see all of the different variables at play in a given situation. And so you're judging with clarity. You're not judging with coming from a place of condemnation for anything, you can just see all the pieces. And so you make a decision based on all the information. And that's what I see you ultimately really being here to do. Now, this councils, they just simply do not have any, the world is going to be very different by then, very different. Because I can't even come up with an analogy in the modern world to describe like an analog for this role. It has nothing to do with the legal system. It actually reminds me way more of like ancient Greece and ancient Rome. I don't know if you've ever felt drawn to those civilizations, but it feels like people coming together to make really important decisions and But it's not like a, it's not political. It is like around the, the way to use the, like holy energy or for example, it could be around the use of the energy of a sacred site or the use of, yeah, like the use of the energy around something like Stonehenge or a pyramid or it could be a bigger sacred site a smaller sacred site it's something that is very powerful and you are one of the people that knows how to steward that that power with integrity and so you're entrusted with a leader a leadership role of decision making in partnership with a group of others I love that. I love everything that you just said, because that's like kind of what's been like in like my head about like my like superpower, like what is my superpower? And I definitely know like it is like communicating based on all perceptions. So like a lot of people came to me like saying that like you like I make anybody I talk to feel seen and I can like guide like conversations in a way. And I kind of get what you're saying with the winning, just meaning like they if all sides can leave the conversation feeling like they got something out of it, like they like were seen, like they were seen the conversation. I completely love everything that you just said. It was very much resonant with kind of like what my intuition has been guiding me to. Love that. That's exactly it. I'm so glad that you put it that way because that's exactly it. Is all sides come away feeling seen, feeling honored. Mm-hmm. So everybody feels like they've won. There is no loser. We don't even have to use the term win. It's at every party was honored i'm curious do you feel like you are connected to the akashic field or do you feel drawn to work with the akashic field yes i do i feel like before i knew what like downloads were and stuff like that i'm just very much i have a system now that i just get these like intense downloads of like information or connecting things it'll be like something in like quantum physics that like now I've done a lot of research in, but like before, like I wouldn't even known what I was saying, but I would just completely explain things and I would look it up and it would all make sense. And I'm like, wow. So I've always felt that like whenever I do just like I speak and it just comes to me and it makes sense. I do feel like I have been tapping into the Akashic field. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you have been too. That makes me feel really good because like I'm very, I would feel like my clairs, I get like a very intense feeling of the energy. And then it comes with like a knowing of what it means. 
but like one of it isn't seeing things. I don't really, that's one of I don't know, it's just not my strongest one. So that I just always, I don't know where it's coming from. So it's just like thoughts. So that just gave me like a lot of clarification to know that, yeah, I can hear and I can know that's what that is. Yes. Yes. I totally feel that. <laughs> Thank you so much for all of that. I'm going to look at one of the other questions that I have. I, in like whenever I talked earlier, I told you that I happened like sharing my journey on social media with people to be that example to show people what the awakening journey can look like. And I was like doing like really good with it, like feeling really good with it for a while. But the past like couple months, I really hit like a block about posting. I like I've made a lot of content, a lot of content, but I haven't posted like any of it. So I'm really wondering, can you give me like the energy buffering, like why I am holding myself back in that way? Girl, I feel you. Okay. Okay, so I think this is going to clarify more as I speak. It's like I can see it, but I don't fully understand it. But I'm just going to start. It, it feels like the collective consciousness relationship to social media is off right now. It's always off, right? Like social media is it's good and it's bad. But there's something out of harmony, out of alignment right now, like extra out of alignment. So it feels like almost like all the people. So basically, it's not about you is what I'm saying. All the people who are on social media and are using it as an, a form of escape from their own agency and creatorship, you're higher self or your guidance team or whatever is just giving you the red light right now and you're just listening to it and you don't necessarily know why but the red they're giving you the red light and it's because oh, man it's really hard to describe it i feel like i like every day i'm saying this 15 times it's really hard to describe it's really hard to describe but it's almost like the reason for your sharing is not the problem. Like you're, you desiring to show a real life awakening journey is, it's important. So you will get the green light to resume again at some point. But right now, collectively, humanity has to figure out that when we're watching other people through social media, be it YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or whatever, we are no longer trying to mold ourselves to look like another person or to compare our journey. And we've been doing this for years, like comparisonitis, Instagram envy, it's totally a real thing. But it's, I think a lot of our guides are giving us this red light right now almost like just pause on it for a while, let humanity shed another layer collectively of this feeling like we need to look at others, like outsource our own authenticity to others and try to match them. And constantly, rather than looking inward and being truly present in our own lives, going to social media to escape our own lives. Yeah, it just feels like a bigger command and it's interesting because I've also been feeling, I just don't really have the bandwidth for social media right now and not really sure why. And that I feel like I'm getting an answer just as much as you are like, oh, okay. It's almost like we just have to stop production and let humanity integrate this message. Now, of course, Instagram is such a beast that a lot of people are not going to like a lot of content creators are not, they're probably getting a similar feeling, a, a similar kind of like 
slump in their energy around it and they're just going to push through it because they think that this is what they have to do for their business or their brand or whatever. But all of us who can just respect this pause, it's allowing a lot of clearing out of misperception and a lot of it almost feels wiping away like a milky film that's over people's eye, like eyeball chakras and third eye chakra so that they when they come back or when the green light comes back on, they'll be able to see more clearly. Oh, I'm just looking at another person and I don't need to be anything like them. Does that make sense? Completely. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense because it hasn't been like I'm like, I think I, I didn't feel like it was something with me because normally like in the past, I would have shamed myself if I like stopped posting, but I haven't felt really any shame about it. I just know I haven't been doing it. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for that. I'm going to look at another question that I had. This one's kind of just like around my like astral body. I kind of feel like disconnected from it in a way. Like I've never, I don't want to say I've never had a connection, but like I've I haven't experienced a strong connection with my astral body and I want clarification or anything that I can do to shift that energy or just anything around that. Okay. And then, so when you're referring to your astral body, what, hold on, let me clarify my question. When you say it, like you don't feel a strong connection, for example, does it manifest as like, you don't really remember your dreams or... Yeah. I don't really remember my dreams. And I guess this kind of goes to like a question I was going to ask later, but sometimes I'll dream from like a different person's perspective. Like I'll just be like going through a dream and I know it's not me. It's nothing like to do with anything that I know or I heard about or anything that's in my mind. I'll just be like, I'll feel like I'm like a character in a movie, just like playing out it, but I don't know what's going on or I don't know any like the characters or even like the character that I'm creating, like it's not me. So that's kind of a question. I don't know if they're completely related, but I just like with the astral body question, I also, that's even if I remember my dreams, I really don't remember like a lot of them. So that kind of like why I felt a disconnection as well. And just like whenever I've heard like astro projection, I've just always been like, oh, that's for other people. That's not for me. And I, I, I know that's like a weird energy to have about something because normally like I'm really like open to things and open to like, I might not be able to do it right now, but probably in the future. But like I've had that energy with it. So I'm just wondering like what that is. Okay. There's a lot of stuff coming up. It's multifaceted. So the first thing that's coming up is I feel two seals. Seals are things that I've just been seeing and understanding over the last like maybe three months or something. But what it, so there's a seal between the solar plexus and the heart. A lot of people have this. It's an astral seal, so it's not in your physical body. And it's meant to basically block ascension because we think in a way yes ascension is all the way up through all of our seven chakras but the heart is the key component and so this is like an energetic like a barrier that prevents consciousness from truly in all of it's like a dam i guess would be a good way of putting it so some of your energy is going into your heart but not as much as pooling down in your lower chakras. And again, this is pretty common. I know a lot of people have it. So I'm just going to pull it out. I also see two clips around your third eye. So they remind me of when people talk about getting their tubes tied for like fertility reasons. Actually, they're, they're not really tied. Sometimes they are with like a string and tied off, but often they're like they have these metal clips put on them so that the eggs can't pass through. 
And it looks very similar, like a clip here and a clip here. I know listeners, you can't see. It's like just basically above the third eye and below the third eye, blocking the flow of energy between those two. So that might be why you're not seeing things clairvoyantly a lot as well. And then the other thing is that I feel, and this is related to this like kind of seal between your solar plexus and your heart, I feel that there have been There was at least one past life where you were physically tortured, like on purpose. Like it feels, for example, it could have been around like religious martyrdom or something like that, or an accusation of heresy. Something feels old, like medieval at least. And your consciousness would just keep leaving the body. And they didn't want that to happen. So that was it feels like that's when the seal was put in place but that combined with basically the experience of being tortured and like never wanting that to happen again because it was definitely around something religious or something powerful so it wasn't just like you were just like a regular joe whoever and you committed a crime and you were being tortured for it. It was around spiritual concepts meant to castrate your power. So what happened is that through all of that, there's a part of you that was, that's not for me. I'm never doing that again. I'm not, it is not safe when that happens. And Yeah, like none of that is for me. Do you want me to go ahead and clear that out? Or is there anything that you want to say? And No, I just want like clarification and like it gone. <laughs> so yeah. just be like released, like whatever I can do. Okay, I'm just going to clear those out then. Okay, so then it feels so everything is cleared out. It feels like the things that you can do for your body, because in your nervous system, there is definitely fear around like lucid dreaming, dream locking, astral projection. And it's just, it's old residual memories, but the nervous system, like on a cellular level, is going to have a hard time fully trusting for a while that this is something that's possible for you. So, I'm seeing that basically having body work done, like massage or just things that really help your body to feel safe will be helpful, especially if you're doing like, say, okay, so for example, if you're able to get a massage in this week, because you've just had this reading with me, that will help your body to feel like, okay, these things are safe. Float tanks will be helpful. Whatever you can do that allows your body to fully relax in this environment. Baths, like you said, like having a bath is really helpful. It's basically just letting your body know that it's not going to be abandoned. Because I think that's one of the fears too, is that your astral, like you were just piecing out in your astral body, which is totally understandable. But your physical body was, what the hell? I can't. You're just leaving me. So bringing those two aspects back together. And then it'll probably be a process over time, like probably over a matter of months that you're able to fully clear all that energy and reassure your your body and your astral body that it's all cool. It's all cool. <laughs> yeah, like they can connect. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because like before, I guess I was like awake, I would like disassociate a lot. That was just like my mechanism. 
And I've, I've become conscious of it now. So I've been like working on it. But as I've been trying to tell myself, like, it is okay, like to be in my body, like a lot of that nervous system work, I feel like has been like the most changing thing in my whole journey, just like having that connection with my body. And like, whenever I do meditations now, it's, I never really sit still. It's like my body just starts moving in these like ways. And it kind of looks like energy work, but like mm-hmm. seeing people do it, but I can feel that. And it just like feels cool to me to know that like, my body has been trying to work on it and like intuitively and that's what I've been doing. So it just like makes you feel really good. That's what you're saying as well, too. Yes, totally. And what comes to mind to share as well is tapping. I don't know if you ever do tapping. Yeah, that will really help as well as Abhyanga, which is like a form of like head to toe self-massage and herbal body oiling. So it's that can go alongside Abhyanga, but basically like you would you can buy it or you can make it where you just take a high quality oil and put like a herb of your choice in it, like rose or St. John's wort or mugwort or something like that, and let it infuse so that the oil is soaked up with the herbal cool magic stuff. And then just it's almost like putting on a layer of shielding and self-protecting while also massaging your body. I love that. I love that. I'm so going to do that. That is right up my alley lately. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Let me just look and see what other questions we have. Just like around like my hypnotherapy sessions. Um, I've known that as I'm doing that, I want to also incorporate like somatic work with it because like my like full vision for it is to do the hypnotherapy and have their subconscious feel comfortable. Like basically get them into a meditative state to where like their subconscious speaks like more about what their underlying limiting beliefs are. And then we can like work on doing like the opposite affirmations for those but as well as like somatic work in it so having them like allow themselves like to shake and get the energy out of their body as well so I'm wanting to make like my own style of this but is there anything that you can see in that that I should add or know about just so that I can make it the best possible sessions for clients and and that's it yeah I said earlier about like the raising like collective consciousness. That's like what I really feel like helping get humans that trauma out of their body and their like mental body. Just like getting that trauma out. Yes. Perfect. So your desire is to work with people or you're already working with people who you're basically you're addressing trauma. So it's not just simply limiting beliefs around manifestation, which is totally fine to do that as well. But it's also that deeper like nervous system. Where are these limiting beliefs rooted? Okay. Yeah, it feels like sensory work. The first two things that come forward are sound, sound elements. And the interesting thing is that it's not, you can use crystal singing bowls if you want, but what they were actually showing me were two types of rattles. So one that you like shake and then also one that's textured that you kind of rub and tap. And those feel what it feels like what that's doing is like the frequency of it is getting I don't know how to put it. It's I feel this vibration that kind of almost mimics like an anxious feeling and it gets into the nervous system and clears out anxious patterns that are already in there, if that makes sense. Whereas singing bowls don't have an anxious feeling. <laughs> they have more of a relaxing feeling. You, If you ever felt called to work with those, I'm not necessarily seeing that. At, for some reason, I'm just talking about it. But if you felt called to work with those, it would be like after the rattle. It smooths everything out again. Then there was something else too. Oh, I understand. Okay. That's why the singing bowls are coming through. Because similarly, do you have you ever heard of, I don't know, they're like Swedish spike mats? I know it's like the things that like you lay on and it's like acupuncture. Yeah. And it's like it's plastic, so they're not it's like a bed of nails concept, but they're they're not gonna pierce your yeah. body. I've seen that. 
Yeah. So they're also showing me that there's something about the opposites of a prickly disruptive energy and then following it up with then it would be like a great relaxation. I'm not really sure how it goes with hypnosis because I know if you're not in your. It's almost like you would do. A hypnosis session. Or part of the session and then bring in the prickly effects, the like prickly body feelings. But it, the, it feels important that it's not you touching them during that prickly time. It's that's why the spike mat is coming through and the rattles like they're totally in control of that part. It's just them like hearing it or like lying on the spike mat themselves. And they release blockages that are in there and then you guide them into like maybe with salvals or maybe with almost like a Reiki like something that you bring them back into a state of relaxation and then you complete the hypnosis process and that's where you like replace the, that which was removed with the new belief does that make sense yeah completely beautiful like I can completely see it I can completely like envision that whole session I love that Okay. And I love that you're at quad grading stuff, but I've been interested in as well, too. So, so, so like, that just like, gives me so much, like, clarification to know that just, like, whenever, like, my guides have been guiding me to, just, like, incorporate it, add it in to just have a whole, like, healing session. Yes, it feels like you'd have a whole bunch of, like, like, tools and tricks, for example, and you would be picking out what works for a given person or what you're guided for a given person. So one person might do really well with rattles and maybe like a spicy like black pepper essential oil or something and another person like they don't need that it, you just have all your things that you've been guided to learn and have available and yeah almost create individual sessions for people yeah I love that I love that thank you so much that's great clarification let me see I also just had a question. I feel very connected with kids. It's been I nannied all throughout college and I stopped nannying and I was like, I have to go be around kids. So I just feel like such a calling to, it feels like whenever I say raising the collective consciousness, as well as a new collective that like we're coming into to like help like not negatively program them, if that like makes sense. I was just like, I wrote down a question if you feel any connection with me and like that spirit baby channeling that you did a while ago because I felt really connected to that but I didn't pull the trigger for doing it because that's like whenever I had a lot of like financial blocks <laughs> so I didn't do it back then but I was just wondering if you feel a connection with that or if there's just like any insight or something about like why I feel such a connection to help raise kids okay Do you feel a connection like you, do you feel like you want to have kids or does it feel like you want to raise kids or both? Both. I know I want to be a mom and I would still have my own kids, but even like before, like I know that I'm ready for that time. I just felt like super connected to kids. So like any kids that I see, I just feel so drawn into them to help guide them and encourage them and show them like what like love can be so I'm just like wondering if there's like any part of that's like, supposed to be with my mission or yeah or, okay Yeah, it's definitely a mission-related thing. So for you personally, I feel three kids with a possibility of a fourth kid, like babies born through you, through your body. And, and then with the rest of the kids, I think the reason that you felt drawn to it, apart from possibly learning about your own spirit babies, but probably is because is a wiring 
collective that was wanting to come through and talk. What it feels like is that you are one of the people who on an intuitive level like knows and is prepared. And that's what you're reflecting to me right now is that these kids are, some of them are already here, some of them are coming in and you like, you feel like a welcome team. So it almost feels like two different questions. So part of definitely your children feel like you've basically agreed to be a stargate and a portal for higher dimensional souls to come in and then to mother them to the best of your ability without adding trauma. Oh, it's a hard job. Wonderful. But man, very humbling. Like, Whoa, we're so human. Great. But then also you are definitely here as part of almost Dolores Cannon talks about these three waves of volunteers. And I feel like there's multiple waves. Like it's not just three. There's so many waves. So it would be like you are a wave or another way we could talk about it to take it out of the Dolores can canon would be like if we're running a relay race, like you would be passing the baton to the next group, but almost like lighting their torch, like not you're not passing the baton like you're like, peace out, I'm done. It's like I'm bringing my flame to your checkpoint and lighting your flame, activating all of you little Lyran star beings. And yeah, it feels as though mostly your hypnosis work will be with adults, but it's partly to help them lessen their trauma or transmute their trauma so that it's not spilling out all over the place on all these little children. But I also feel like you're going to be working mostly in a volunteer capacity. But I don't mean that like you shouldn't receive remuneration for it, but just that it's not going to be your central career, but in like recreational way with groups of kids to give them that encouragement. It feels really important that you do that. For example, the way it could play out is like, volunteering to like be a soccer coach or a softball coach or just something like that because and the reason I say volunteer also is it's not something that you have to train for like you don't need credentialing it's a little bit more open but it helps you to offer them that love and that encouragement even if they're not yours, but in a larger group. So it's also not like just one-on-one. -on -one. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. I completely resonate with that. Okay. Yeah, because I even felt like a call. I don't know if like I'll fully end up doing it, but just like how you said, helping our generation to release their trauma so that they don't pass it down to kids. But also just, I thought about making like some type of like course or guide for parents to read information about how to like, intuitively nurture your kids and how mm -hmm. to know that like they're like having a meltdown it's not about you <laughs> like it's about them and their nervous systems how to calm them down in like the right way like that type of stuff I've got like a call to that I don't think that's going to be in like the near future but maybe like later on I definitely feels connected awesome yeah let me see so this one I kind of just had like a question about so I heard this thing and I'm just kind of wondering like what like visuals around it so whenever we say I'm like a soul and I come from like source like all of source whenever we like our soul so is it like yes I'm all from here and this is my soul and here's like the vast ocean whenever we like pass do we like merge back in and then like more energy comes out for the next reincarnation but it's not the exact soul signature that like I had in this life or is it like here I came from this amount of soul but in every single life it's like this same soul energy signature because I've heard this thing about like imprints about basically about if like whenever like your soul comes into this reincarnation you get like imprints of the energy of past lives. So say like you need to be like, I don't know, like a warrior. You'll have like the memory of a past life of a warrior so that you have that energy signature to bring into this life. Or if you had another one that was 
negative, you need that negative energy like in your soul signature in this life so that you can overcome it as part of your mission here. That makes sense. I'm just wondering if we're like the same soul. It's like my soul is like the exact soul from all of my past lives or in my like, or like whenever like we come as a reincarnation, we just can I get like a random droplet, not random, but like just a droplet out of source. And then it has those imprints of like past lives that like we need to have in this life or is it like the same exact? Yeah, that's a great question. I have an already formulated answer, but I just want to go and verify and see if there's any extra information that wants to come through. Okay, so it's a bit of both of the things that you're saying. That's a really great question. And the question that you just asked is the crux of the problem on Earth and why so many of us have come with this like higher galactic or angelic or dragon or whatever consciousness is because That's the way it's supposed to work. So essentially, like there would be source and we would be a droplet that is emanating from source. And that droplet is always itself. So it is always its own unique piece of source. Even when it remerges back with source, it, the next time it emanates, it still has a thread of memory of being like, so say, let's just say that source is this big floating yeah, let's go with the water analogy. It's this big like orb of water, just big old orb of water. And the first time that a soul emanates off of source as a droplet, it creates a first like blueprint based on its experience. And then when it returns back to source, it merges again with everything. And then when it decides to become a droplet again, it still has that original blueprint signature, but it also, how do I put it? It received more information when it went back to source. So it's always, basically it's like a kaleidoscope that is ever evolving. Like that blueprint is ever shifting but there is still a very first sense of oh i'm an individual and that's the way it's supposed to work so yes exactly what you said like, if it works that way and we achieve moksha and like when we die we go actually back to the true source and then we decide oh i want to come back for another round and i want to be a warrior then we would pull from so we don't need to have an ex a past life as a warrior to have that context. We would pull codes from the collective source from all those droplets that experienced being a warrior. So then, yes, we get imprinted in that sense. And then we go have our own experience. But for a lot of souls on earth because of all the frequency nets and the false matrix stuff and the lies and the hijacking, the manipulation and everything like traumatic that is amplified here. Often when a person's body dies, their soul just goes up in to some level of the astral. Maybe it's like the hell realm. Maybe it's a, a heavenly astral realm. And then it just comes back in for another life. It doesn't get to re-merge with that whole entire big droplet. So there's both elements to it. Like we are individuated, but we are supposed to fully merge with source again and then merge back into that whole, whoa, like everything. Like basically when we re-merge re with source, it would be like coming online with everything, with like the accumulation of all experience that has been had and all understanding of self that has transpired. 
And then we, from there, we would make a free will decision, like a true free will decision, sovereign decision to emerge again as like a mini source of mini self, a, cosm a cosmos onto ourselves and use that imprinting mechanism. And then on earth, that's not really happening because souls are getting trapped here. So they don't get to re-merge with source. And it's like they don't get to be resourced by source. So they're, oh, they just keep fragmenting more and more every time that they live another life and die without being able to remerge. And that's why so many of us have come is to bring those literal source codes back here and help those fragments of consciousness. Because I even see that souls get almost like they deteriorate over time. They don't maintain the integrity of their blueprint. It just gets more and more distorted. And so we're helping to bring their fragments back together and heal things and stuff so that then they can get out of here and connect back with source, basically to remove the prison aspect of earth as a prison planet, because it's not actually supposed to be that at all. Beautiful. That was a great explanation. Thank you. That helped. Because I kind of feeling like it was a little bit of both, but I didn't really like know like internally. So that just that feels really good to get that kind of like visualization and confirmation to it. That was a great question. Thanks. Do you have any last questions before we wrap up? Maybe just one quick one about like my guide, about like how to connect with that. Maybe if you could give me like a little visual or something about what like at least like one of them looks like so I can picture it because I told you like I don't visual, but I can like, I can, I know what it will look like, but I don't see it, if that makes sense. Right. I like know that relationship with them. Okay. Yeah, there's one. Okay, so I feel like you have probably three guides. This is doesn't usually happen. Usually I can see all of people's guides. Like I can, it's almost like I can see three, but they're like silhouettes or something. But one of them I can see in clarity. And I think it, what I'm understanding is that it's because this is the guide that you should predominantly work with and establish communication with right now but the other two are still there and you'll probably just know or start getting communications from them when they're not off duty they're there they're just for some reason they're like this one make a connection with this one so it's a male named kathara no kathara or katara i can't tell what i think it's katara and he is lyran he looks more human than feline but he has like a human body but the felineish face and he has like white blonde hair he's with him he looks like he's dressed in like ancient greek whatever he's wearing like a toga but not one of those big elaborate ornate ones it's more of a like a functional toga I don't know <laughs> and like those strappy gladiator style sandals and is carrying a spear I'm just trying to see if there's anything else he wants me to know about you or how to communicate with him mostly it's going to come through as thoughts and sounds so it's a telepathic level of communication Sometimes it'll come through just as thoughts that are just in your, I don't know, it's like a thought transmission in your mind. But sometimes he's saying that you're going to start like hearing him. And at first it'll sound like bells or tones probably is what I'm being shown. But then eventually those thoughts are going to start to, at first they'll be in your own voice or in no voice just a thought but eventually they'll you'll start hearing it in his voice which sounds like 
a, the depth and the richness of a male voice, but it's not super deep and it's not gravelly. It's a very smooth voice. Let me see what else he wants me to tell you. He really, the reason that he's coming forward again, it isn't because you're not allowed to communicate with the other ones, but he's the one at the, in this point in your journey that has, he's the main one that you'll work with. And when his part is over, like he'll receive more of the background and then I don't know, presumably the next one will step forward or the other two will step forward or something like that. But he is one of your, you, it feels like you have three guides that are with you through your whole life and he's one of them. And the things that he's going to be doing, he's going to support you in developing your ability to astral travel, be it at night while you're sleeping or consciously during the daytime, however it, it manifests. But he is really wanting to and intending to reveal to you some truths about our own sort of human history as well as galactic history. Like, it's almost like he's going to be catching you up to speed. It reminds me of... It reminds me of... I don't know if you've ever seen, because you're way younger than me, but The Muppet's Christmas Carol. The spirit, like the ghost of Christmas past, and she takes him flying into the past and revisiting these other times. It feels like it's going to be a little bit like that. Like he is just going to take you into other times and or relay information, like whether it's in meditation through like just a knowing or a visualization or something. I don't want to make it sound like you're literally going to be time traveling and set up an expectation like that. It's You might. I don't want to say it's not going to happen, but it also can possibly be way subtler. It can just be that during a meditation, you start seeing or sensing or knowing a certain landscape and a time period and you're feeling drawn to it. And then you are like, oh, I know that there's something. And so you start looking on like Netflix or Amazon Prime or something until you find and you're like, that's what it is. I know. And then you watch it and you just know the pieces of the puzzle that you're supposed to take to formulate your perspective. It also feels he's connected with the Akashic field, the Akashic records and the angelic field, and that he's probably going to attune you further to those things. Awesome. That's amazing. That like completely resonates too. And I feel like when I have been connecting with my guides, it has been just like thoughts that just come in and like conversations. And I'm like, okay, what's the energy behind that conversation? So it's been like my like communication with them. And I think it's amazing too that I wasn't going to dress up for Halloween, but on Saturday, I was like, I just dress up as like my highest self, like without any like societal pressure to dress a certain way. And I literally dressed how you just described him. I wore this like white long gown with white and gold jewelry and like sparkles in my hair. And I just kind of like a toga with like gold jewelry, like everywhere. And I just like did my makeup, like, like Egyptian kind of in a way, but just like unique. And I was just like, that is, it just like, felt so cool to like embody that energy. And then now you're like telling me that that's like how his energy like portrays as well. So that's just like amazing. I feel like I was like definitely connected with him. Yes. I feel like you are definitely connecting with your higher self too. Like you're connecting with him. You're connecting to your liar self. You're like, like Syrian, Egyptian, Atlantean self. That is really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for this reading. This is amazing. This is yay. I just feel so good right now. I'm so happy. Thank you for being willing to share it with the podcast. And thank you for manifesting this. That's awesome. <laughs> you for connecting me with it. <laughs> okay. You have an amazing night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want you to feel my thankfulness right now. <laughs> Thanks, Reagan. <It's> fine. <laughs> Bye. Hey, my beautiful friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Third Eye Awakening. If you like what you heard and you want to go deeper, then head over to my website, amybelair.com and check out my store, which is full of my past programs, courses, modules, masterclasses, light codes, etc. that are powerful and they are potent and they pack a punch, not going to lie. They are here to support you accelerate you and activate you in your spiritual awakening and psychic development journey and slash or 
if you want to stay in my most current, vibey, live energy, then I suggest that you head over to the Patreon and join me there. At the lowest tier level, which is only $5 a month, you get a secret bonus episode for every Third Eye Awakening episode that goes out. You also get a weekly energy report and light language activation, and you get a new moon and full moon emancipation transmission. So those are some fun ways to play. And I'll just remind you that I always have live programs going. So keep your eyes on my website, on my social media, and here on the podcast to find out what is the most current offering that I have. Either way, I love having you in my world and I hope that I get to meet you and work with you soon.